Welcome to the art and science of complex sales. You've joined us in the coaching quarter. This podcast is dedicated to elevating the sales profession. Our listeners range from first-time salespeople to seasoned sales leaders and driven CEOs. They all come to learn from the best in the business. As we interview top sales transformation specialists, go-to-market leaders, revenue thought leaders, and more with only one question on our minds, how we get better together. This 12-episode quarter brought to you by Membrane.com will start to hone in on a key element in performance, sales coaching. Each of our guests speaks to this a bit differently and brings their own unique take, but all cover the topic, how to execute, and the exponential impact it makes. So let's start shining bright and get kicked off with today's guest. Yuri Vandersloos's mission is to help B2B sales professionals stay relevant in today's market. With digital transformation accelerating at lightning speed, Yuri has devoted his life and career to helping sales professionals make a positive impact on those around them. He's founder of salesplaybook.pro and saleshookup.com, and he has a particular passion for coaching and mentoring in sales, going so far as to create one of the first peer-to-peer mentoring technologies in the sales space. Coaching and self-empowerment through learning are absolutely critical in driving personal and revenue growth. And Yuri and I dive deeply into this. So let's get moving today with Yuri Vandersloos. Yuri, welcome to the Art and Science of Complex Sales. How are you, my man? I'm doing great. Great to be here, Paul. And nice to uh, see you again. Well, it's wonderful to see you as well. And you're telling me... I. You're going to have to bring the energy because I, you understand that you just came off of like a three, uh, three hour training with like 10 top tier sales execs. That's pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. And you, you know, this, these people, they, uh, high expectation actually drives me, uh, to give more of myself because these people are really hungry to, to learn more and to achieve more. So I love working with ambitious people. Well, that's fantastic. We we talked uh, prior to this, and I know one of the things that I really appreciate that we're going to dive into in this episode is the idea of uh, that ambition and self-empowerment and self-betterment in sales and how we can do that. But the very first thing that we're going to start on is Yuri Vandersloos, Define Sales. Yeah, Define Sales. So uh, selling is the, the art of finding out who to help the most in the best way with the products and services that you have to offer. And this art requires chemistry, knowledge of people, understanding content, and so many underlying strategies that it requires a lot of skill behind it to get better every single time. All right. Well, I have to ask you about that. So that is the art. What about the science? Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so either art is part of science or maybe science is part of art. So obviously there is science behind everything, but also science is never fully developed. And there's always, even though you have a process, when you have 90% process, then 10% is the magic. And I don't think you can be good sales without a good, solid process. And at the same time, if you just follow the process, then you also cannot be successful because you need that little bit of magic too. So it's that combination. It's process and magic. 
Well, let's talk about one of the things that I want to talk about is that 10% is that it, and I, I love the way you put that is that 10% of magic. All right. Um, because that is that is what takes is what takes a good performer to a great performer is and it's really in, is investing in their self investing in their skills and you've done a lot of that. So when we talk about the idea of self empowerment in sales, sales executive out there talk about self empowerment, self betterment. What are some of the things that uh, come to your mind? So obviously, when I've trained, I think about 30,000 salespeople within a few hundred organizations. So as a B2B sales expert, trainer, coach, and entrepreneur, I work with so many salespeople. And basically, there are two elements to self-empowerment. One element or dimension is what the company are perceived. So the company that you work for, they should, or some do, they enable you to be, to be successful. They give you training, product training, unfortunately, still more than actually sales training, but they give you product training, sales training, tooling, sometimes coaching that is all in terms of empowerment that is offered through the employer. But there is also an element that is self-empowerment whereby salespeople themselves take ownership of their own journey. If you're really ambitious and really see sales as your career, you cannot always rely on your employer to supply you with training tools, knowledge, expertise. You have to make sure that you get better because most salespeople, they don't have just one employer for their entire career. But your knowledge, your skills, your mindset, your learnings, you take that with you throughout your entire career. So wherever you work, you better make it, make the most of it. It's not just getting deals or your commissions or enjoying the success. It is also the underlying growth that you are responsible for. And if you, apart from what your company offers, you also have to empower yourself in terms of energy inspiration, knowledge, purpose, to make sure that you help yourself to get better, which is not just a, a skills thing. It's also, like I said, energy, mindsets, inspiration, knowledge, purpose, uh, to make sure that you make the most out of your role in sales. And it doesn't matter if you're an SDR, BDR, manager, a director, or VP, because it's not about how good you are, but how great you can be. And learning is continuous. It, just, it never stops. Well, tell me, about your, tell me about your own journey. I, I, I worked on a lot of notes on that, and we're going to dive deep. But tell me a little bit about your own journey and how you, you model some of this stuff and then, and then decided to ultimately train some of this. Yeah, so I was uh, lucky that uh, early in my career, I was actually thrown in the deep. I was working at an uh, IBM business partner uh, a long time ago. And I was, almost, I think, only 21 years old. And the CEO got sick. And he asked me to give the speech to all these people at IBM. There were CEOs and large directors of uh, these uh, huge logistics companies and and I had to give this speech about the future of IBM. And I was 21. I barely didn't, uh, knew it myself, but I was thrown in the deep. And I learned to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I was uh, hugely intimidated. I had all these people and I had to give a, a speech. And I learned a lot 
just by doing this. And even I did my cold calling and my demos. I was only 21 and I was actually selling CRM systems before the term CRM was even coined. So it's a long time ago. And throughout my career, I worked at Forrester Research, IDC, British Telecom, all in senior sales positions. So uh, because I had several of these employers, I learned how to sell and I was constantly surrounded with people that were so much better than I was. I was so impressed with all these professionals, with the way how they articulated themselves and how, how they handled clients and prospects. And I always thought, wow, I, I can never be like them. They're amazing. But just out of my fear to not be successful or my personal insecurity, I devoted my time just to get better and learn as much as I possibly could. And I was more fanatic than I think my average colleague, getting up extremely early, reading everything that I could get, get my hands on. I was calling more than anybody else, uh, having meetings. And eventually, I was a top performer of every company that I worked for. And I really, really enjoyed uh, this idea that, especially in sales, you can give so much of your own skill and mindset and your attitude that you get immediate feedback from your clients or your prospects. So the more you put in, the more you get out. And after I traveled around the world and I was even a TV presenter at one point, I decided to devote my time, my career, actually to help salespeople to be successful. Because in my last job at BT Global Services, I got the complaint of my manager, in fact, where I ended up spending almost half my time to coach my colleagues doing role plays and negotiation or how to send the right emails to CEOs of uh, global uh, uh, Fortune 500 companies. And I love to talk about sales and to do role plays and to come up with strategies to sign big deals. And it's one thing if you're successful yourself to, to sign deals. But it's an even greater kick if you can help somebody else to truly be successful. And back in 2006, I decided to devote my time, my career, to help salespeople around the planet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on something there that you said that I think a lot of people um, miss. But you said get immediate feedback. So it's one of the professions that you are able to devote you know, time into developing yourself and you do get that immediate feedback loop, but dive, dive a little bit more into that. Like how, how do you, that feedback loop, that learning, what you get uh, and how that kind of drives your progression. And so if you think about it, if you are a lawyer or if you are in marketing or you see all, a lot of these improvements or processes you put in place there's a delayed feedback whether or not your strategy worked, which is also great from, from a strategic standpoint. But being in sales, if you need to convince a person or you are trying to get access to a, a VP or a CEO of an existing opportunity, or the moment comes where they're going to decide whether to go with you or your competitor, it is... It is so in your face, the choices you make, the energy you, you transmit or the, the skills you apply, you quickly know whether or not you did the right thing. 
and it's either instant, immediate, or or direct feedback. It doesn't take long for you to find out whether or not your intervention or strategy or whatever it is that you that you did was working. And it's not only from an active standpoint. It can also be how well did you listen? How well did you actually understand the problem of your client? Or how well did you did you find out what unique situation they were in and how much did you address their situation sufficiently so you could have demonstrated what specific value you were able uh, to give to your prospect or client. And I that idea, I love it because it's like the, the moment of truth. It's the same thing as giving a speech and you have an audience and the audience is gone. It is like now or never. And uh, that idea that is performance-based and you cannot click on rewind and do it over again and another time rewind. No, this is the these are... Uh, a lot of moments of truth that are part of a chain that will determine whether or not you are successful. And you can analyze, you can reflect on every every part of that chain. And you have the ability, if you take the right lessons out of it, to, to get better and to optimize it. That's something that's really interesting because one of the um, the biggest things I've, I get to talk to salespeople all over the world in this one of the biggest things that I hear is that uh, coaching, you know, just in general, sales coaching and being able to have somebody that'll walk with you through through these deals, through you know, through filtering that feedback and then making sense of it, is not at a high point in our profession, right? It actually has one of the, been one of the things in the profession that really needs a lot of work, a lot of help. But uh, when we're talking self empowerment. What would you tell somebody that maybe they're not naturally inclined to, maybe they're naturally inclined to just rush to the next meeting, right? They're not naturally inclined to reflect. They're not naturally inclined to to get that feedback and then take it in. How would you tell them they should change their behaviors or modify their behaviors to actually get that learning experience? Yeah, that's a million dollar question right there. <laughs> I, I love the question. I love it because the the first thing is the salesperson needs to be intrinsically motivated to even ask him or herself a question. Right? Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. Do you want to be better? Because you can always come with a thousand excuses why you didn't close a deal or just uh, walk away from reflection because it's easier. Nobody likes to critically look in a mirror and say, okay, what could I have done better? It requires a high sense of accountability and a level of professionalism to even ask that question yourself. Now, the people that do ask themselves, the question is, can you get it in-house or do you need to find it elsewhere? Because the last thing, because self-coaching, without any other person looking from the outside in, can be really dangerous because maybe you're changing the one thing that you should keep and the things that you don't change is actually the one thing that keeps you from being successful because mm-hmm. change isn't always good. <laughs> if something is working, you better repeat that part. So that so the question is, is your filter objective and neutral enough to know what you do well or where you're missing the mark? And it's, uh, you need a different pair of eyes to look at your 
your sales approach, your behavior, your mindset, your choices, your decision, decisions to reflect. Because that's the only way for you to even identify how can I improve my sales or what should I actually keep. So the more external this pair of eyes are, the better. Yeah, I, I would always do it. And this is, uh, you know, early on, didn't even know the concept. I mean, early on in my career, I didn't even know the concept of a sales coach, right? They would just, here's, here's the playbook, run this playbook. Here's your list, call these people. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, <laughs> have fun. So I, I had to figure out like how to do it, which was interesting. And I, I, that's why I turned to data, which was very interesting. Like the number of calls I'd be making, the success rates based on the behaviors that I, I did. And so I make this, you know, X number of calls and I use this type of script and it hit this number of times conversationally and it missed this number of times. So that was really helpful. But I never really found that, uh, that acceleration point until that, until I had the outside person helping me look through that data, um, which was, you know, self-coaching is pretty hard, but I do get the, like, so you're saying you, and you mentioned these words a lot. you mentioned intrinsically motivated and then you purpose, energy, inspiration. So this is a part of, if you're, if you don't have these in sales, like if you haven't connected your purpose you know, to what you're selling or what you're doing, uh, if you're not bringing the energy. If you're not inspired, how on earth are you intrinsically motivated to, or, or motivated to get better? And can we yeah. help those people get better? Yeah. And, and in fact, if you don't have it, the question is how sustainable is your success? I mean, even money, I mean, it's nice to get a big paycheck, but even money, it's uh, after a while, it wears off. Uh, you need to keep the, the fire burning and you need to have this, this motivation because you want to have sustained success as well as resilience for when, when, when things are tough. And it's not always uh, easy or, or great. You will have periods where you're below target or you lose some big deals that you actually were counting on. And then it's buckle up, man. And so motivation keeps you strong also in tough times. It's the fire that, that needs to keep burning. That, that's actually the responsibility and the burden that salespeople have. Because if you're in a back office or you have other jobs, uh, many other jobs in the company, they have a high level of predictability of success because they don't rely on the outside world whether or not that they are successful. When you have an internal job, then you go to work, you do your thing, and you're fine. But in sales, if your client or prospect is not signing the contract, you don't get the revenue in, then you're out sooner or later. So you, are, you carry that level of insecurity and that burden for the company in order to bring in the revenue that companies really need because the more revenue, the more profit, the better paychecks everybody gets, the, the more families that can be fed. I mean, everything is a value chain and it starts with salespeople. Even if marketing may not do a good job of bringing uh, enough inbound leads, still, the salesperson, you cannot afford to say, well, I, I didn't have enough leads. Sorry. Well, then, you know, find your own. In the end, we have a target. We have a responsibility. And left or right, we need to get it. And that means that we have to work harder. 
than anybody else. And we have to be okay with that additional level of stress and potential anxiety to keep going, even when it's tough, even when people either scream at us or tell that they are disappointed in our numbers. We have to take in all the shit in order to keep going. Yes, because you know what they say, uh, you're as good as your last month or your last quarter. And it starts with zero. Here we go again and again and again and again. And so it requires a lot of resilience and motivation to, to keep performing because everybody can have a bluebird or be successful one year. But what about the next and the third and the fourth? And then they raise their targets. You know, I know the game. So it's, yeah. it's not easy. So I truly believe that uh, salespeople can also seek out other salespeople and other peers to get inspiration, to get insights from others in order to, because it's, I believe, here's the thing, Paul, and I love this stuff because I've seen so many salespeople. You know, as I mentioned before, I trained about 30,000 and I've seen so many people that start out somewhere and they have that fire burning. They are motivated, but along the lines, they tend to lose it. And how they solve it is by going somewhere else. It's like, okay, let's start over. But obviously, you cannot escape yourself because after one or two years, you cannot keep switching to new jobs and start over again. And I see a lot of salespeople that they're, they're, they're fired. It slowly goes out. And they get disappointed in their environment and they're not enabled enough and they're, they're more like their manager. It just keeps on going. And in that particular moment, it would be so nice if there's someone else whispering in their ear, so, you know, sit it out. You will get better and train yourself. Be better. Because every day you work is a day that you should be always more loyal to yourself than the company that you're working for. And the, 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 the greatest gift you can give yourself is self-betterment. Because you take it with you. I remember uh, in that first job when I was working as an IBM business partner, and this was many years ago, and I quit my job. I was young, I was 21, and I wanted to work somewhere else. And, and the last day, I worked until Friday night at 10 o'clock, my last day at work. And I didn't think that they treated me fairly, and I wanted to work somewhere else. And I worked until Friday, 10 o'clock. My friends at the time, they were drinking, they were in a bar, and I was late on Friday night, was there at 11. I said, come on, dude, you, you quit your job. What do you mean you worked late? Who does that? And they thought it was really weird. And I said, I didn't do it for them. I did it for me. I, I have my own level of professionalism. This is not about them. This is about me. So I think that is a real opportunity that salespeople uh, should realize maybe more than, than a lot of them do that even when, when things are tough, that is precisely the moment that, that you can seek out inspiration, energy, get other fresh eyes to look at where you are today. So you make, you make the right choices every single day. Well, I, I love the line, you cannot escape yourself. I think that might be like a new headline on my LinkedIn or something. I think that's, <laughs> well, and it's, uh, make a couple of comments and then ask a few more questions. But like, I, I, I had this revelation early on in my career that sales was, 
sales was a gig that that you're always measured by your short-term results, but your success in the short-term results is always a hundred percent based on your long-term actions and self and self-leadership. So it's like that. And it, and it was great. Cause it, for me, it was, it was, uh, it, it went back to athletics, you know, where I was like, okay, I, I was a swimmer. I had one race to swim, but that my, that race, I would prepare for a year for, right. And it was always, it was always based on that. And, and so I, it helped me have my definition of sales, which was, which number one is leadership. And I think sales is leadership and because it's, it's self-leadership first though, but you have to focus on that self-leadership first. And I want to talk a little bit more with you about the the mindset in a second, but the second, cause you can you have to lead yourself to lead others and then service, which is I, I have to help serve somebody to help them get to their what they need, right? I say it's service because you're helping somebody get what they need, not necessarily what they know they need, but what they need and what's beneficial. And then wayfinding, which is figuring out how that path, right, goes together. But what really strikes me is it is what you're talking about is is extremely good because it's it how do you help people? And let's dive, we're gonna dive into some of your life's work, but how do you help people take that burden of self-leadership? Right. And say, okay, I can't accept, escape myself, but then, yeah, get that motivation, that mindset of self-leadership. How do you help people and companies do that? And then individuals as well. So that question makes sense. I hope it made sense because sometimes I ramble. No, I ramble, they'll just cut me off. <laughs> no, but, uh, let's ramble together. That's okay. what the podcast are for. So let's <laughs> ramble together. Then. Um yeah, so uh, I think what uh, your question is, how do you help people uh, personally as well as companies to uh, identify their opportunity of leadership? Yeah, and keep a mindset of leadership. Like sales, like keep that mindset, right? That mindset of persistence, that mindset of bringing the energy, that mindset of keeping going. You know, it's one thing for a company to say, you need to do this for us, but that doesn't ever work. You know, that's horseshit. And then you go to the, and then individually, it's really hard to do that on your own, right? You're, you're, you're hitting win rates of 50% if you're a great salesperson. So yeah, that's, that's the question is how do we coach that mindset organizationally self-leadership and then keep that fire burning? Uh, yeah. Well, that's beautiful. So, um, it's a very broad question, and I can answer that in so many different ways. But the first thought that comes to mind, if you talk about leadership, is uh, first you, you have to understand your purpose, why you do what you do. It always goes back because apparently the situation requires more of you. Otherwise, no intervention is needed, whatever it is. So that starts with the why and the purpose. So let's say you know why you do what you do, and you really care a lot about it, then it comes down to what is the overall responsibility that we carry and what is, uh, what is my, my responsibility within that? What am I accountable for? And leadership, in the end, it is understanding what are the outside factors that I don't control and what are the factors or the elements that I do control. 
And if you understand the purpose, you understand the overall responsibility, and you know what your your part in it is, then leadership is all about understanding where do I, you know, it's like Stephen Covey, right? Where is my influence? What can I change? What is it? What what is within my range of influence, and that I will take full ownership of, because the opposite of leadership is victimhood, that you're a victim of your environment, and every salesperson they can list a thousand things that will make it really difficult for them to, to sell. It's the wrong target, it's the wrong uh, ideal customer profile, uh, the leads are not good, and the clients that have been allocated to me they already wanted to cancel. And the market is down and people are not available and our prices are too high. And the list goes on and on and on and on. That's easy because we see around us the things that are not right or not correct within any organization. But that's the opposite of leadership. Because leadership doesn't look at what's wrong outside of me. What can I change? What can I influence? So you, you can still see it and you can still address it but you cannot use it to slow you down. Responsibility is I keep going and I rise up, even knowing that my environment is uh, suboptimal, to use a politically correct term, or your manager or the director or the, the, the lack of vision of the company. It doesn't matter because responsibility means you stand up and you carry all that crap and you still continue. That is leadership. Uh, because it's easy to complain and look around what's not, what's not right. It's more difficult to say, I know my part in it, and you can count on me. And that is on the individual side. From a company side, uh, and I also deal a lot with commercial leadership and sales leadership, and I always say urgency needs to start from the top. A salesperson can never feel urgency if the C-level doesn't carry the same level of urgency and interest in actually sales. You can expect results just to magically appear. So leadership from the top means to understand what is needed to be successful and fully own it. And what I see a lot of uh, CEOs and VPs, even VPs of sales, they mistake leadership with shifting responsibility. To shift and delegate responsibility uh, doesn't mean that you eradicate your own accountability. And they, they just delegate it and they think that they, they shift the responsibility and they think, okay, now I just look at the numbers and that's it. They didn't do their job. No, you're still accountable for everything. So that leadership means that if they are not successful, the target is on your head eventually. And then we go, we go back. You can complain. They cannot do this and they're, they're wrong here and they are not effective in this side. But then commercial leadership is about looking in the mirror. What can I do? How can I be more accountable to change what is in my influence? And usually, the higher you go, the more afraid they are to call out things that are crap, that are not good, and it becomes more political. And they need to speak out. They need to show their true colors because they, they should have skin in the game as well. Otherwise, they are weak leaders and CEOs need to get rid of them. Or themselves, if they're part of the problem. To lead leaders, you need to lead. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, no, I, I, I wrote down this one. The shift responsibility doesn't mean you eradicate your accountability. 
That's that's beautiful. That's another. Uh, I'm going to take that as well and have another LinkedIn post on that. Cannot escape yourself. <laughs> so tell me a little bit. We're going to shift from this because I, I think we both view sales and, and that energy the same way and keeping that mindset and that ability. I mean, if you choose to take responsibility for a role, I think you choose to do it well. And there's that good. There's that aspect um, and that purpose and keeping the purposes is incredibly high. How, how do you some of your recent work has really focused on making connections available, making connections and coaches available to salespeople. And I think to be able to help with that self-empowerment. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So actually it started out in COVID. I did a webinar, 150 people showed up and I noticed after my webinar where I was focusing on how can you sell in crisis? So I was defining this new method. It wasn't spin selling or solution selling or challenges sale. I created my own method, how to sell in times of crisis. And after the webinar, I noticed that out of the 120 people, they actually wanted to talk to each other and learn about, okay, what are you doing? What is your sales strategy? So I wanted to set up this this platform, if you will, where I would connect these salespeople because they're they're in different countries, the different people, they would never meet each other. And therefore, it it would be great to to mirror each other and help each other and collaborate. So I set up Sales Hookup a few years back. Now we have two and a half thousand members. And basically you meet each other a few times a week and uh, you are matched. You don't have to do anything. You just click on Thursday, three o'clock, whatever time zone you're in or Friday, 10 o'clock. And you're matched with another sales professional, only B2B people. They can be trainers, they can be coaches, they can be other sales executives, and there are companies like Google or LinkedIn or Microsoft, Protovone, HubSpot. We got companies from all over the world, 51, uh, 51 countries. And uh, when you meet somebody that is there to share, learn, and collaborate, you find yourself talking to a peer. You are way more open than speaking to your colleague because then you may not show your weakness or you may not. Want to be, uh, want to show that that part is a bit, uh, that's a bit uh, vulnerable. It's like sitting in an, in an airplane and you're flying to Australia and the guy next to you actually has the same job somewhere else in another country. So you end up talking and sharing stuff because there is little chance that you're going to physically meet or see each other the next day. You find yourself way more open and then it's easier and quicker to learn. And it's been quite successful so far. We have hundreds of people meeting each other every single week. And I build a team. I got some investment in it. So the platform is called Sales Hookup. And it's still free. And I really get inspired because there's so many stories. Of There's one guy in Dubai, for example. And he, he met a founder in San Francisco, got a job offer, and he moved all the way to the U.S., or two ladies in Toronto that randomly met through our platform, and now they meet each other uh, every week. Or even this uh, this guy in uh, Nepal met, I think, somebody also in, in the U.S. And actually, they end up, ended up doing business with each other. And I know of a woman that worked at the Zoom who wanted to be connected to a senior VP at Microsoft, and through a sales hookup, she got an introduction. So. When you help each other to succeed, salespeople actually are the best people in the world because they're not afraid to meet other people. They're not afraid to ask. 
and they recognize needs more than anybody else. I really refuse the idea that all salespeople are opportunistic bastards that are only out there for, for themselves. <laughs> I really think that there's a huge portion of salespeople that want to give, that want to collaborate, and that do understand we're all in this together and we can help to accelerate success. And that is why we launched this platform. That's super exciting. Uh, and congratulations, by the way, because that's a lot of hard work getting that, that launched up. And it's what it's saleshookup.com. Just make sure. Yeah, saleshookup.com. And we will be launching lots of exciting features in the future. And I know the team is working really hard. And we have about 50 members signing up every single week. And I think this is uh, when you live in purpose, then time is always in your advantage because every day is another day that you are on the right track. That's wonderful. And I, I'm going to see, I'm, I'm going to go through my notes here. I'm going to see if I can summarize our conversation with some of the key points here. Cause I think it, if I can do this, I would, well, I'll pat myself on the back, but I also think that a lot of, <laughs> we went all over the, all over the court, all over the place. And I think it, it really starts with, and this is your why, right? So you now have a why of empowering salespeople across the world to be able to self-empower themselves and get better, right? So, but for any salesperson out there, making sure you spend that time and define your why and getting down into it, right, is is incredibly important. Your why for yourself is, as well as how that attaches to your why for your company, that allows you then to self-lead, which allows you to lead and serve others and allows you then to focus on things like your mindset. Uh, yeah, and at the same time, uh, Paul, the, the, another reason why this is so important is uh, in sales, you can see it as a triangle. You're selling the company, mm -hmm. you're selling your product or service, but you're also selling yourself. Those are the three elements, yourself, your proposition, and your company. When you meet your clients or prospects, then the human element is still extremely important. You cannot only talk about the proposition and then the company and that's it. You are also an identity yourself. You influence that process. You make those connections. And your word, is your bond or not? And what you say, are you, do you believe yourself? What, um, what values do you believe in? And if you have your own why, I think that is also something that clients and prospects are looking for, especially when they're going to make risky choices that involve a lot of money or uh, uh, really new products or that are not proven yet. Or something that, that when uh, uh, it's a high risk choice for them internally, even then they they want to know what values do you stand for. And if you haven't defined your why, or if you only think that you're the middleman of your company, your client, then then you lose out and you miss out. And I think when you are generally connected to what you do and who you are, I think that resonates. It has to resonate because. Uh, as a client or as a prospect, that is what you see. That is what you judge other people on. Amen. Amen. Preach. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. And nice. I, I would offer that as, as, as a initial feel like that's a huge thing to share on things like sales hookup. You know, why am I doing this? Cause then yeah. why, why am I in this gig? Cause you, you have a reason, right? And if you haven't taken the time to define that and, and, uh, define your own then you're you're going to always miss on how you 
connect that to the companies, right? And connect yeah. that to what you're doing. So great work, my man. Great work. Keep it up. I'm so pumped by this, uh, by sales hookup. <laughs> I'm so pumped, but we didn't even get into your other work. I will make sure that I introduce that and put it all on, uh, on LinkedIn relative to the, um, the podcast, but how do people get in touch with you, uh, Yuri, if they want to? Yeah, so uh, if you're interested in a platform and connect, go to saleshookup.com or otherwise, Yuri Vandersluis, S-L-U-I-S. Just find me on LinkedIn and connect with me. Ask me any question. I'm here to help. I can connect you. I'll do whatever I can to to serve. Your passion comes through in your voice. People are going to hear that. You absolutely have it. Make sure everybody you're out there connecting with Yuri. Uh, and check out Sales Hookup. Chills, uh, he's also the founder of Sales Playbook Pro. So uh, check out some of his work there. And uh, Yuri, with that, any final words before we sign off? Ah, listen, I just want to say thank you, uh, Paul. Uh, amazing. And thank you so much uh, for having this uh, podcast with me. You got it. You got it. This is, this is connected to my why, which is awesome. All right. With that, everybody, keep shining bright. We'll uh, be signing off from the Art and Science of Complex Sales and have an absolutely amazing day. We'll see you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Art and Science of Complex Sales. Please take a moment, like, subscribe, share this podcast on all your favorite platforms, and let's get the word out. This podcast is proud to be brought to you by Membrane.com. We are the world's top B2B sales platform. And in the world of B2B sales, with everything from prospecting to business acquisition to managing complex growth, Membrane has the right size technology for your sales team. Our latest innovation, the Coaching Cockpit, empowers your leaders, managers, and team with the information and tools they need to take their skills to the next level and to take advantage of the exponential power of effective sales coaching. With our technology and the top team of sales partners around the world, Membrane is helping to achieve our driving vision. This is, quite simply, elevating the sales profession. To learn more, find us at www.membrane.com, that is M-E-M-B-R-A-I-N.com, or contact us via email at sales at membrane.com. Keep shining bright and have a wonderful day.